we try to sell the Sabbath in the worst way possible. They're a Baptist family. And they knew that we were Adventists. And one day they came over and the father said, we've come to liberate you from the bondage of the Sabbath. When we say Sabbath, we shouldn't think, oh, that means I've got to turn the TV off. Sort of what Jesus was doing when he walked you know, amongst the Pharisees. And he was like, yeah, let me liberate you from the bondage of the Sabbath. And his tool for liberating them from the bondage of the Sabbath was Sabbath. Welcome back to Table Talk. Today we're down in numbers. We've got a, a few people who couldn't make it with us tonight. So we're doing something different. So I'm going to interv- interview Luke about something that he's passionate about at the moment, something that he's preparing, in fact, a sermon on. So expect some deep and meaningful input here. And uh, we'll see how it goes. So Luke, tell us, what do you want to talk to us about? Well, I've been thinking about the Sabbath for a, a, a long time. It's something that we talk about a lot in the, in our church because it's right in the name, right? Mm. It's the Seventh-day Adventist. And so it's something that we think about a lot, but I think a lot of people get back to front or get wrong. Mm. And uh, that's not necessarily to judge people who see it differently, but I just think that we miss out a lot of the significance that Scripture actually teaches. And mm. so, yeah, I've been studying that in preparation for a sermon that I've got in a couple of weeks. So, awesome. So what does the Sabbath mean to you? That is such a, a, a big question because the the Sabbath, there's so many different thoughts on that. But just by way of introduction, I'll, I'll, I'll answer that with a story. Okay. So... I remember when I was in my late or well, mid-late teens and there was a family that we had gotten to know. Now, they're a Baptist family and they knew that we were Adventist. And one day they came over and the father said, can we, ha- can we talk to you? Can we have like a serious conversation? And I'm like, yeah, sure. We thought something <laughs> bad had happened. That was what we expected. And I remember we were standing there and the, it was afternoon light, you know, coming through the trees. And, and he said, well, we've come to liberate you from the bondage of the Sabbath. Oh, that was nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember, I mean, as a teenager, that just like really like, made my gears grind. Like I was like, I don't understand, but okay, <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, a, a very uncomfortable conversation flowed from that point. <laughs> and I've thought about him on several occasions since then. And in his mind, he had settled on the fact that the Sabbath was something that was true bondage. It was difficult. It was hard. It made your life worse and it was thoroughly unnecessary. That was his picture of the Sabbath. So kind of like first century Judaism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. So, and with that as, as context, uh, as I said, I, I didn't really think too much of it at the time aside from the fact I thought it was strange. But now I, I guess... Uh, Many years have passed since then, and I've done a lot of thinking about the Sabbath. And some of the things that have stood out to me as being massive um, blessings that come out of the Sabbath is that the Sabbath is, it has several functions. Like, And I'll give you a few examples of that. But one of the things that I think we as a church have done a disservice to our own people, but also to the people that are outside, is that we we try to sell the Sabbath in the worst way possible. Yeah. We, we tend to say, hey, would you like to keep the Sabbath? It means that you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't do this and you can't do that. And oh, and oh, and by the way, you know, did, did I tell you about these other <laughs> guidelines that we have? 
That's the way we sell it. Yeah. And that is the most, that's the worst sales tactic in history. If you were trying to sell any product and you went out there telling everybody what it didn't do, <laughs> you would get fired. Like, you know, that would be like me saying, you know, would you like to buy a MacBook? They're fantastic. If you drop it on your toe, it will break your toe. <laughs> it will also make you several thousand dollars poorer just to own one of these objects. No one is going to go, yeah, give me one of them. Mm, yeah. And we sell the Sabbath in the same way. And so if we flip that around and say, well, what is the Sabbath? Well, I've been in my study that I've been doing recently, I've been reading a book and the book is written by Sigve Tonstad and it's called The Forgotten, uh, the Lost Meaning of the Seventh Day. Hmm. And in there, he points out that the Sabbath has all of these elements to it. The, the Sabbath indicates that it, it's a sign of, of dignity that God gave us. And he shows that by looking at Exodus because before the commandments were given at Sinai, the Israelites had the experience of manna in, in the wilderness because no food and so God fed them. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing about that was when the Sabbath came and the manna didn't fall, for those that are not familiar with the story, God provided their food every day. And on the on the sixth day, on, on Friday, he said, gather double and it will last you until, until the first day of the week. Mm -hmm. And... True enough, that's exactly what happened. Because every other day, if they tried to ga gather more, it just it went rotten. They, it was not usable. It got maggots in it and everything. So God was teaching them by object lesson about this principle of the Sabbath. And the, as I said, it's a sign of dignity because they were worked like dogs. Yeah. You know, seven days a week, they, they were slaves. They had no choice of what, where their time was issued. And so God was slowly bringing them back to the place where they could be a self-governing people that were under the dictates of their own free will. At the beginning, they weren't capable of that, but mm. God used the Sabbath to liberate them from those those faulty constructs that had been built in their minds mm. over the last 400 years. It's interesting you say that too, because he was really re-establishing it there, wasn't he? Because yeah. they already knew the Sabbath and no doubt kept the Sabbath in Egypt. Yeah. And yet, God was trying to teach them something different about yeah. the Sabbath, something true. Yeah. Uh, whereas what that what they were experiencing was was more so this this other guy's perspective of it being a, a, a system of bondage. Yeah, mm. yeah. And as far as the Sabbath goes, there's, it, it also indicates if you go back again, like like you said, they were already observing you know, observing Sabbath. It's not new at this point, but they were. We go back all the way to creation. We see the in yeah. institution of the Sabbath, but. In that context, that tells us about the Sabbath too, in that the Sabbath was engineered for relationship. Mm. It was, one, it assumes the personhood of God because God actually wants to spend time with his creation. Mm -hmm. It also assumes the respect of that, um, the fact he respects the person themselves because they would choose to by their own free will, spend mm. time with him on the Sabbath day that had been created. I saw it, it was interesting when I was looking at the the word for Sabbath. A lot of people say it means rest, and it does. It's true, or or, or to cease, and, and th there's nothing wrong with that. But the the picture that the Hebrew mind would have would have had is one of a boat that it's been on a long journey and is pulling into harbour the to reconnect with with the family and to come home and to have rest and that's the mental picture it's not just i'm working really hard and now i'm stopping mm. the work in a sense celebration as well hey yeah like celebrating the week that's been mm. 
And also, like you say, when you're coming in from that long journey, celebrating, mm. you know, what mm. you've missed. Yeah, coming home again and mm. having having that relationship reestablished. Mm. Absolutely. And so all of these things are, this is what the Sabbath should be. When, when we say Sabbath, we shouldn't think, oh, that means I've got to turn the TV off. You know, which is what it means for, for a lot of people. Yeah. They don't think about it in case of what it means. They look at it in the case of what it doesn't mean. Yeah. And uh, that's something that has come out really, really strongly for me. So what you're saying is looking at it in a, in a context of opportunity rather yeah. than of whatever the opposite of opportunity is. Bondage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not that's the opposite of opportunity. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, that, and one of, the other, one of the other things that has, I guess, been meaningful for me personally about the Sabbath has been the... Like I said, Sabbath is not just what all those good things that I said. It's also a very useful tool. I think it is one of the great ways that God has given us to identify idols. And what I mean by that is I found it in my life that when I get to Sabbath, sometimes it's really hard to switch off. Mm. You know, some people, you know, I don't know about you, but... Yeah, yeah, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I find it really hard to flick the switch and and get off the track that I'm on through the yeah. week. And so when Sabbath gets here and I, I'm just sitting down somewhere and all of a sudden my brain starts ticking over about work and oh, they've got to remember to email that guy and I've got to do this project and uh, you know if I try this, I might this might work. Da, da, da. The Sabbath gives me a time where I don't have to think about that and more so I actually shouldn't be thinking about that because this is an opportunity, a weekly opportunity that comes up for me to connect with God and my family and the things that I can't switch off to, it's a pretty good indicator that I'm caring too much about those things, that those things are actually occupying the the first place in my heart. Hmm. So in a sense, you're saying the Sabbath um, is a prioritization opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, good, good way of saying it. So I've definitely, I've definitely found that. And when I, when I find that, like it's it happened just recently that uh, there was, I was having a lot of trouble switching off for something that I was worried about. And uh, I realized that uh, oh, Sabbath. And so I tried to get my mind onto something else. Five minutes later, I'm sitting there worrying about that thing again. And I'm like, oh man. And <laughs> for me, I, I mean, everybody does it in different ways, I guess. But for me anyway, sometimes the best thing that I can do for that is to play my guitar, just to mm. play some music, worship God. And it's very hard to have your mind somewhere else when you're in the moment doing something that that's in the moment kind of worship, like mm. music or singing or whatever. And that works for me. And so this particular day, this particular Sabbath, I said, I'm going to get my guitar. And so I went and got my guitar and I, I intentionally put my phone in another room so I wouldn't be able to be distracted by whatever. And I just went and, and had a bit of time with God. That for me really like allowed me to switch the Sabbath back on internally, mm. you know. And so I just think, yeah, like you say, it's a prioritization opportunity for us to recognize. Oh man, I've got a, uh, I've got something in my heart that is creating God out. What is it? Yeah, so, yeah. awesome. Mm. So I guess just to summarize, and I mean, I think I've I've made the point that I wanted to make quite clear that the Sabbath isn't what we portray it to be so often. That there's so much goodness in the Sabbath, but. Just to circle back, to finish where I started, that man's statement of that he wanted to liberate us from the bondage of the Sabbath. The interesting thing to me about that, looking back, is that the Sabbath is all about liberation. Yeah, It's not about bondage. And so what he was saying is uh, an oxymoron at best, because it's not even possible to liberate someone. It's like saying, I, w- I want to liberate you from freedom. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a ridiculous statement. Yeah, 
I can sort of see where he's coming from and, and sort of feel like yeah. maybe that's sort of what Jesus was doing when he walked, mm. you know, amongst the Pharisees. And he's like, yeah, let me liberate you from the bondage of the Sabbath. And, and his tool for yes. liberating them from the bondage of the Sabbath was Sabbath. Yeah. And so, you know, I can sort of see yeah. where he's coming from. But yeah. then you're right. You know, it's, it's an oxymoron. And I just think that one of the most beautiful texts about the Sabbath, there's lots of them, but one of the ones that always sticks out for me is uh, Ezekiel 20 verse 12. Moreover, I also gave them my Sabbath to be a sign between them and me that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. I find that particularly beautiful because the fact that it's the Lord that sanctifies us should give us great courage because it's not our work, it's his. So you could even say, without it being a stretch, that the Sabbath is a sign of righteousness by faith. The the relationship that God had with Abraham, the Sabbath is a sign of that with us, that God yeah. has that relationship with us. Amen. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. Well, this has been another episode of Table Talk, and we look forward to hearing from you in the comments. If you would like to add anything to what Luke has said or ask him a question, I'm sure he would love to talk to you about it. So put some comments in there and share with your friends. Mm-hmm.